0: Relevant, the radio show, sharing a real message in a relevant way.
1: Hi, and welcome to Relevant, the radio show. I'm your host, Natasha Herrett. We have a great show for you today, and so just sit back and listen, and I know that you'll be encouraged. Our topic today is trusting God when you can't trace Him. Has your life ever felt like you were stumbling through the dark? You weren't sure where you were going from one day to the next. You were trusting God, but you weren't sure where he was taking you. I want to encourage you to know that you're not alone. We're going to talk about it today. We have a great guest, Erica Allen, and I'm looking forward to our discussion today. I think you're going to find it very enlightening. Our song for today is Fred Hammond, I Will Trust. Let's take a listen.
2: There was a time I truly believed that I could do it on my own. But all that I found at the end of that road is that concept for me was all wrong. But I found a savior who turned me around when he placed his love on me. And I will trust him, yeah. (laughs) to beast <laughs> turns to and things that will perish and ultimately fade away. And even with family and friends all around, you can find yourself alone in dismay. Cause with their best intentions, their i Stand- The Lord. One more time with your hands lifted.
1: Let's with the world. 11-year-old Anthony Madu of Nigeria earned a ballet scholarship while dancing in the rain. He trains at a small dance school in his country, but a viral video of Anthony performing a ballet routine in the rain in his village garnered the attention of the American Ballet Theater in New York City. Anthony has now been offered a scholarship from the theater company. He hopes to become a professional dancer. This is proof that wherever you are, your dreams can find you. Now that's what's right with the world.
3: What's right with the world.
2: JA! Your host, Natasha Harrod.
1: Thanks for joining us. We are here with Relevant, the radio show. I'm your host, Natasha Harrod. It is time to talk to our guest today, Erica Allen. And if you know her, then you may call her AA, but I call her a wonderful woman of God. And we are going to just talk. And um, our topic today is trusting God when you can't trace Him. So, Erica, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited about this endeavor, this journey you're on right now. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And I'm excited to have you. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. uh, Professionally, work that you do within the
3: church. Okay. Um, Currently, I'm a supervisor at Cardinal Glennon. I've been doing that for a year. Um, I'm also pursuing my master's in um clinical counseling and my bachelor's is in um communications and i have gosh i got saved when uh, about 21 years ago and when i got saved i was hauling kids to church um two little boys that were my nephews i think they were like 6 and 9 they weren't my nephews by blood but i inherited them as nephews, and it seems like I've been inheriting nephews and sons and daughters and nieces um, all across the journey of my ministry. Um, I am an evangelist, all of my ministry working with youth and young adults, actually. Um, I was a jurisdictional president. I'm yet um, the YPWW president of my local, well, not necessarily president. I am the youth overseer of my local assembly. I also work in the evangelist department of the Churches of God and Christ. I'm an adjutant. Um, you know, my father brought me up in the admonition of holiness. I'm a PK. I'm raised in the church. Um, a, a only child, so I don't have any blood brothers or blood sisters. And so um, I just kind of picked up. My father worked in the youth department. My mother, they said, um, always just had a way with young people, and I believe I just inherited that. The Bible tells us to stir up the gift, and um, I, I believe in true mentorship and true discipleship. You you push those that God have, have assigned to you, and so the basement, you know, that last Friday night of the month, and I thank God for you being there and even helping us minister sometimes, as you know, it 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 went past just. It being a jurisdictional thing, there were PAWs, there were Baptists, there were, um, oh, my God, uh, Mm -hmm. just full gospel, Mm -hmm. just, you know, various things. And the people were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And now when I look on Facebook, I see assistant chair ladies, assistant district missionaries. I see folks with their own missions and mm-hmm. doing work. And so uh, I'm And grateful. those are the same
1: young people that the same you know, five, people. six, seven, eight years ago that, you know, were working, you know, you working under you and are now risen up to leadership positions.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it was, it became, when you talk about trusting God, when you can't trace him, when I first became president and I was somewhere and evangelist Joyce Rogers laid hands on me and she said to me. And it was a prophetic word that I didn't know the depths of how I was going to have to adhere to that prophetic word because she said, um, Lord, God, help her to trust you when she can't trace you. Mm. And uh, when you asked me about this topic, I said, God, I don't you know, I'm transparent. You know what Mm. I mean? And I think Uh that was one of the things that draws young people to me is my transparency And, um, I said, I don't know that I can talk about that. Um, but the irony of it, I was just telling somebody last week, I said, I believe the Lord wants me to begin to share some things that, you know, um, I haven't really shared a lot before to help other people. So yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a
3: journey. Yeah,
1: and um, you are an evangelist within the Church of God in Christ. And just for our listeners, when she mm-hmm. was talking about um, YPWW, that is their um, youth ministry and yeah. it stands for Young People Willing Workers. And so she was the president and organizer of that within her state organization, her jurisdictional organization. Um, and so within that and as she was saying within um the basement experience the was it the last friday of the month where Mm -hmm. young people would gather what was it 10 11 o'clock at night um, yes after after their friday night service and they would gather and have church and it would just be and it wasn't just you know it was just like a groundbreaking experience just to see so many young people crying out to the lord and um and so when we talk about trusting God where we can't trace Him, I wonder, what does that mean to you? And, and I wonder, you know, when we're talking about some of the work that you did within the youth department a few years ago and now working, um, you know, with evangelist department or with outreach and different things like that, sometimes when God, and you can talk about what it means to you, but um, from what I know about you, You know, when God gives us something that is unusual or different or that we have not seen before, uh, we really have to just step out and trust God because it's easy to follow in an example of what you've seen. But here God is trying to, you know, he's telling you this is I'm taking you over here in a different way. So trusting God when you can't trace him, what does that look like to you?
3: It's definitely an out of the box experience. Uh, when God takes you into a place um, that's out of the box, you know, that's unorthodox, that is not the norm. Or when you're going through, you can really go through trials and tribulations. Now, for me, you know, God, you caused me, you anointed me to do this. I didn't send myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't vie for this. I didn't ask for this you chose me and you sent me. And then if if and when calamity arises, you know, because a lot of times if you're doing things that are out of the box, you're going to have side people talking. Mm-hmm. And and people who never even came to the basement would say things that were so far from what we were doing uh-huh. <laughs> on a Friday night. And uh-huh. that's just one example. Or when you're when you know God, say for instance, God sends you to a house and you purchase this house and you know that you know that God said this was your house, but you buy that house and now everything starts to fall apart. You know, Mm -hmm. it passed inspection, but now the air conditioning unit went out. Now the pipes are busting everywhere. Now, you know, you didn't know that the neighborhood was as seedy as it was. You know, all of these are happening and all you can say is, God, you told me. And then there are times in our life where the situations are so dark, there are so bleak, they're so bleak, you can't find God nowhere in it. Look at where we are right now. Now, a lot of people who are going through COVID, who are going through, you know, you can't go visit your loved ones in the mm-hmm. hospital, you can't go visit your mother in the hospital. We're, we're, I, I can't see God in that. Um, you know a lot of times when the people in the world you know we've had the twin towers just different calamities that happen that are common to man in society a lot of times people are like well where is God in that you know and for me it's when I am at that place where you feel uh, almost like Christ when he was on the cross and he said why had thou forsaken me that's the feeling that's that's the summation of yeah. trusting God when I can't trace him that right there.
0: Yeah.
1: That Cause right I mean, in, 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 those times of calamity, we, we do feel like, you know, why have you forsaken me? I don't see yeah. you. I don't feel you, you know, um, if, if you've been in a dark room and you're just kind of feeling your way, sometimes that's what trusting God feels like, you know, yes. naturally. So, you know, and I, and we're going to talk to an entrepreneur, later in the broadcast. And, um, but my heart was really thinking about entrepreneurs during this period of time. And I'm glad how you brought up about the example of buying a house and things began to happen. Um, you know, an entrepreneur that just launched a business that they had spent mm-hmm. months or years investing, you know, their whole life savings and drawn up business plans. And, you know, they launched in February, then COVID-19 happens in March, you know, and then it's like, okay, God, where are you? you, know, where are you or, yeah, you, you get married and then you begin to have difficulties. Where are you? You know, yes. you, you know, you love God, but then now you're dealing with cancer or COVID-19 or you, you know, whatever the case might be, where are you, you know? Yes. And, and so that's where, you know, A lot of people are during this time, you know, uh, of trusting God when we absolutely can't trace him or feel him. Um, And so, yes, I think this topic is just so timely to what a lot of people are going. Yeah. So for you personally, have there been seasons of your life that have been more difficult than others to trust God, you know, um, or you haven't really been able to feel him?
3: I can recall um I can recall number 1 when my father died. Uh my father died, my mother had had an aneurysm. Um she was in a nursing home and then um re- she went to relatives took her out and I didn't know where she was at. Um mm-hmm. and then I was grieving the loss of my father. Um and then I lost my home that I was raised in. Um lost, didn't have a car got repossessed. You know, I'd worked part-time to take care of my dad. And so, Mm -hmm. trying to find a full-time job to save everything, I didn't really have the mental tenacity because I was grieving. Mm -hmm. You know, and I really didn't have a great support system. Uh, Let me say, I didn't have, I didn't know how to reach out to anybody. You know, I was at the church that I was in now and uh my my at the time our founder's wife and our founder you know she was my mother was calling and calling and I wasn't answering the phone because I I wasn't used to having to go outside my family for help or go outside of my family and and again I was a pastor's child Mm -hmm. so you know I really don't know what this means to be uh (laughs) not related to the shepherd and not uh, have that family system, you know what I mean, around, right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? And so it was very dark and, you know, a lot of times they say saints don't get depressed, but saints will get depressed mm-hmm. and I couldn't trace God. And I was a baby saint mm-hmm. and um was dealing with, you know, the works of my flesh having come out of the world and in the church, and used to having a man, and used to, Uh you know, all of these things that brought me some sort of satisfaction, and here, I was saved, and sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but I was struggling, Uh you know, and I felt by myself, and where was, I, you know, I didn't really have any friends at the time, you know, I really was just, I couldn't see God nowhere in what was going on, you know. And one of the things that I kind of stopped going to church for a minute, which is a wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, But that was one very pivotal time in my life. And the second time is when I resigned from the youth department. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because a lot of times when you're called to go through to do something, you know, the basement experience was a little different because they were coming together late, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they were going home early, you know, in the morning. And a lot of times I'm sitting at Denny's steak and shake, wherever they were, most of the time I'm with them. Most of the time we took the night to make sure we got everybody home, you know, mm-hmm. and all of those kind of things. And um when I resigned, that was very difficult for me. And I went through seasonally Um, that was in 2014 and I went through stages of grief. I went through stages and people don't understand. Well, well, if you resign, why did you go through stages of grief? Well, I went through stages of grief because number one, the Lord said to resign. There were accusations against me that were not my character. And sometimes when you have people, people will work hard evangelists. To kill your name and your ministry. They will work hard. And (laughs) over time. (laughs) Over time. You they laugh, they laughing and sitting in your face and they plotting to they digging digging your grave and and rooting out the instruments to slay you. And so I was totally blindsided. So then I said to God, I said, how? Why would you even send me into this venue for people to slander my name, for me to be accused of things that are abominable, for me to be accused of things that are not my nature, nor my character? You know what I mean? Mm, And so it was very dark. It was very dark. And people would call me to minister and I would go and minister and I would cry all the way home you know i felt rejected i felt you know people say today um and we have to be careful how we treat one another in the body and in the church because i know a few years ago the terminology got popular on facebook church hurt but listen evangelists, if you've really experienced some true tro- church bleh, some true church hurt mm-hmm. it Works on the psyche of the believer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to get killed by the church, <laughs> brother and sister. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to fight out on the outside, but not inside the church. So when that happens, God, you allowed this. God, you did this to me, is how I felt. God, you did. And it took me to, you know, what helped me. Is I looked at John in the island, two things. I looked at John on the Island of Patmos and I thought he was the beloved one, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he, he was with Jesus, you know. Um, when Jesus went to pray now, he didn't stay awake, but you know, he was the (laughs) beloved one,
0: (laughs) Right?
3: he was the beloved one. Jesus said, son, behold that mother, mother, behold that son. And you mean to tell me out of all that faithfulness, he gets sent to an island to die, a place that doesn't even bear life. (laughs) It's a small island full of rocks. He sent there to die. Mm. And yet, he writes down the revelation of Christ, the book of Revelation. Right, right. And I said, so I had to begin to say, you know, there's got to be some glory in this after a while.
1: And so sometime getting to that place of isolation, you know, there is revelation. Oh, there's revelation in, the in isolation. isolation. That That <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard you say um, that you at first you said you didn't have much of a support system, but then you corrected yourself and said, um, I think something very important um, that it wasn't so much that you didn't have a support system, but not knowing how to reach out, you know, and I find that can be true for myself as well. Um, you're so used to maybe, at least for me, playing the strong role or people coming to you that when it's time for you to be vulnerable, sometimes that can be difficult. And I think in in a season of last week, we talked about beauty for ashes. Yeah. And uh, so just to, to thank you. Thank you. So just to borrow from that, sometimes when you are in a season of ashes, um, we, God will bring people into our path to minister to us, to support us, to, um, help us, but we don't always access those lifelines, those supports that he is sending our way. And something that you said, I think that is very key, that you were saved and you were, but you were struggling, you know, yes. in areas, you know, because I think, yes. and, and, and there is a lot of listeners that may be unchurched, not in a, you know, going to a traditional church or this may be your church for the week, you know. Um, right. And so I want... You know, and a lot of times, you know, there is this misnomer that because I'm a believer or all those church people are just happy and everything is going good, but and so when when they come to the Lord and then life hits them still, then mm-hmm. they're kind of thrown for a loop. But you know, I always like to tell people, you know, like you know you're you know you're going to go through even on this side, even after you have accepted the Lord, but you know, there is something that, something more that you can access on this side that you didn't have before. There is a peace that you can tap into. There is a joy that you can tap into, you know, exactly. When, yeah, during those times where you can't trace God. Um, and then something else that you said about doing his will, but, um, you know, and this is just a phrase that I put on the end, but rocks are still thrown or people still plotting, you know, because... Yeah. I think that trips us up sometimes where it's like, okay, God, I did everything that you said to do. I followed the plan, but now I'm being persecuted. And it's like, where's all this coming from? You know, did I step outside of your wheel? Did I not do it? You know, and I talked about this, I think it was uh, Sunday morning, yeah, where, you know, when, when things get hard, then we're like, you know, oh, it must not be God, but I think that's right. exa- that's exactly when it's God. <laughs> yes, <know>? yes. <laughs> when it gets hard, you know, you can. I mean, J- Jesus did everything that the Father told Him to do, and they put Him on a cross and crucified Him. You know, so <laughs> that's exactly. You know, <laughs> so I think you're you're walking right according to His plan.
3: <laughs> I think what we fail to realize, uh, uh, you know, we 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 love this Bible that we preach from. You know. And we pull out these things, but we fail to realize that number one, Christ is our example in everything. Uh
0: And then number two, the the good good and the bad, bad. Uh the
3: good and the bad. He is our lifeline. You know, that show, I'll take a lifeline. He is our complete lifeline, you know? And so we have to know that when we can't trace God, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. As long as we're following His Son, that's putting us in connection. Because the reason why not being able to trace God is so hard for us as believers is because it feels like rejection,
0: uh-huh. and
3: rejection is a very damaging feeling. You know, you it doesn't feel good to be rejected. People uh-huh. spend life's times of therapy because their mother rejected them, their father rejected them. You know. It, it ruins relationships. It ruins uh, uh, the mental psyche. And we have to understand that trauma does not care whose side of righteousness you're on. Uh-huh. Salvation doesn't exempt us from, right, from trauma. Unfortunately, when trauma comes from the church, it's perplexing. But it came for the church for the disciples. It came from the church for Christ. And then Christ had to be rejected by his own father as he hung on the cross so that we might be free. So anything that we would go through when we look at when Christ was on the cross and he said, you know, Father, you know, where are you? Basically, Uh I'm paraphrasing. Uh And then the Bible tells us what? That the earth got dark. You know, and my pastor preaches that God couldn't even look at him because he took on the sins of the world. Uh So to not, to know, having been up there with Christ, with God, and now you're in a fleshly form and dying. Christ is our example, you know. And I think a lot of times we, we don't, you know, we, we, you know, we, we want our cake, you know, it's flesh. We, we, we would rather not, you know, mm-hmm. so many times, Natasha, I've evangelist, I have said, yeah, well, I'm not so many days have I said. <laughs> I refuse to work with young people again in my life. <laughs> you know, I just recently had to apologize to one of my spiritual daughters and say, well, when that happened, I was not, I couldn't, uh, uh, I said, I'm sorry. Because at a time that you needed me because of all of that that I was going through, I didn't know how to just be AA. Uh In other words, I didn't want this young lady was going into a different, uh, moving and going into another vein, not, it's still in God. Uh That's not what I'm saying, but I didn't know, Oh, well, I'm not going to put myself in that position to be hurt, not by her, but by the whole system. So I, I hated the system. I didn't hate it, but do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know what
1: you're saying. Not wanting to I had you know, a
3: strong yeah. venture um, out again, yeah. Yes, and I did not want to. And so then stuff started happening. You know, this is happening. You know, lights cut off. I'm doing ministry, running around. Don't have this. Car dying. All of these things are happening. And I remember standing in my uh, living room at the door, and I told God, I said, why don't you leave me alone? meaning <laughs> I went somewhere and said that and the mothers came for me after <laughs> service was out <laughs> Evangelist so I want you to know I've been out of town and I've said things like that and the mothers came for me they said baby you was powerful but don't you ever say nothing like that again but you know <laughs> right? <laughs> and I get it but what uh-huh. I was saying was you know you won't let me die because I wanted to die. Uh-huh. I wanted to die. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And and I said, why don't you just leave me be? I didn't ask for none of this. But who asked for it anyway? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not for us anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah.
1: And I love what you, you know, sometimes we are just at that point and... Being even though it's not because I, I, I kind of been told some things like that, too. Like, don't don't speak that. Don't admit, that, <laughs> you know, but sometimes just that honesty, because God already knows how we feel anyway. You know, he already knows even if we have not put it into words, he already knows that um, that we're at that point. And so and I always feel like God's big enough to handle the emotions that we have. You know, he's not, yeah. he's not afraid of it you know, and so he's like, bring it so I can heal you, bring it so I can comfort you, you know, just come, you know, on. come on with it. So, you know, we can get this over with and I can just be, you know, that, that God and that father that you need, you know, um, we're going to take a break, but this has just been a, uh, this is a great conversation that we're having, trusting God where you can't trace him. And perhaps you're at a point in your life where, um, as AA said, you know, God, why don't you leave me alone? You know, I can't die, look like I can't move forward, I don't know what's going on. You know, but we just come to encourage you this morning to let you know that there is purpose in your life, there is purpose for your life, yes. and yes. God is leading somewhere, leading you somewhere even Though you can't see it, you feel like you're stumbling in the dark, he's leading you somewhere. Trust God even when you can't trace him. We'll be right back. Me
2: Too Music and Shawboy Entertainment presents Justin Shaw. Justin Shaw. Gonna get the glory. Gonna get the glory. New studio project from Soul Vacuner right. featuring new songs. Never knew love. Gonna get the glory. Trust. Trust you. And the urban soul smash, you don't know. You don't know. Now, online at these media outlets. Me the also available at me to music.com forward slash what Justin. Forward slash Justin, J- J- Justin Sh- Shaw. Gonna get the glory. Get in now.
1: This is Relevant, the Radio Show, and I'm your host, Natasha Harrett. We are back. We are back with Erica Allen. A.A. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're having a great conversation, sis.
3: Amen. Yes, it is good. It's good for me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was thinking as humans, we tend to want, and we're talking about trusting God where we can't trace him. And we are so used to having our GPS on our phones where we want, even before that, mm-hmm. we had atlases and roadmap and map quests because we like to know where we're going. We want to know how we're getting there, when we're getting there, how long it will take, you know? And sometimes my, my daughters, they, you know, they laugh at me because I'm following the GPS and they're telling me one thing and I'm like, okay, scroll down and see all the directions. You know, I don't want to just go (laughs) step by step. You know, let me see where they're taking me to. You know, now I can go, I can get there better, a better way. You know, not, you know, and I'm questioning it and the GPS sometimes knows things that I don't know. They know that are there's your-
0: construction.
1: Exactly, because I know better, you know. <laughs> and that is oftentimes how we do God. You know, we know better, you know, or something right. in our head. Um, and we want that GPS, we want the, that that complete list of directions. But God often doesn't work that way in our lives.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Um, let's talk about how we can learn to relinquish the control. Because if we're honest, Ooh. most of the time we can't control life anyway. So how can we sometimes take our hands off the wheel and let God be God? You know, a couple isn't of years that, ago, there was a a bumper sticker that was popular, you know, that God is my co-pilot. You know, and my father often would say, you know, if God is your co-pilot, I don't want to ride because he needs to be driving. <laughs> <laughs> so, sis, how can we take our hands off the wheel and really let God be God?
3: Where do we start? Isn't, isn't that something? Because, you know... A lot of people are about control today. You know, I'm a person that has no desire to control anything or anybody, but I do like to be able to control my life, you know, and I'm one of those people that I love a good mystery. But if the dialogue and the reading begins to take too long, I get antsy, you know, and I want to go to the back of the book. That's just insane. let me know what's gonna that. happen. You know what then I
1: mean. I can, then I can read in peace.
3: <laughs> yes. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know during this pandemic, you know, if I can just be real, you know, sometimes you binge a little something on on Netflix. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you've seen an episode in the now, right? Mm-hmm. And you need to go back and find out all the history. Right. And sometimes I don't want to do that. I don't want to go through the the formalities but really that's the only way we have to give up and it's it's amazing because we can give up we can yield to God in certain areas and then in certain areas we can't you know when it when it comes to carrying the word of God I am totally blind God just take i I'm in the back seat I might even be in the trunk sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm looking at it and I'm going did that just come out of my mouth yeah. you know what I mean yeah but then there are other aspects when the Lord is like okay I want you to start this I want you to go and do that and you're like no no um how what's gonna happen Lord well if I go to there what you know mm-hmm. so sometimes God say well Natasha, I want you to go to such and such. Well, for what? I don't go to that store. Mm I always go to this store. Why would I ride all the way out? We're having all of these dialogues because we're trying to argue with the GPS system (laughs) and tell the GPS system, no, I don't need to go that way because the last time. And so we just have to work on yielding ourselves. We just have to learn how to go blind, you know? We have to learn how to relinquish. It's okay. It's okay to let go. It's like swimming. I tell people all the time. Are you a swimmer?
1: I am not. Because so, I, can, I can't control it, I guess. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I'll tell people that don't swim. I'll say, everybody floats. You know, this. everybody can float. But you have to relax to float. And the water will carry you. But do you know what happens? People will drown in water that's three feet because they won't relax. You know what I mean? They'll flip out. And I think God wants us to relax. You know, like Pastor Johnson said, if he's your co-pilot, I ain't riding with you. You know, because he has the experience. He has the know-how. And something you said a little earlier, I think before the break, um, when you mentioned we want people to find their purpose. Your, your purpose was already designed for you. It's couture. You know, it, it, it was fit for you. Mm, God tailor-made. jointly fit it. It was tailor-made. So just trust his process. If you never trust any other process in your life, trust that it's God. And even when it's God and it goes awry, please know, just keep going because it's still going to be God. But it's mm. hard. Mm -hmm. Y'all, it's hard, but we're better off when we allow him, when we don't argue with his. And I know, I know we want to know the end of the story. Mm -hmm. We want to know, you know, if this is this, how is this going to happen? I think when we fight the GPS, we're fighting miracles that God has waiting for us. Mm -hmm. But because we want to do it our way, Mm -hmm. you know. Like Burger King, mm-hmm. we want to do it our way. You know, he designed it, but we're going to cut off a little bit here. We're going to let down to him here. You know what I mean?
0: Right,
1: right.
3: And when he's saying, and too much TV, but you know, he doesn't, <laughs> it's looking like Theo and that um, Gordon Gartrell. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I love that. I love that analogy.
3: <laughs> you know, he had in your garden cartel and you like, uh, look at here. But gone and put that on and gone out there. Because they you. loved
1: it. They loved it. They did.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And that's exactly kind of where I was like, I guess my next um, thing that I was going to, to ask you about was, often where God leads us is better or different or it's outside of our comfort zone. His ways are not our ways. His process looks different from ours. And, you know, just like, just to elaborate on what you were saying, as far as that Gordon Gartrell, you know, Theo didn't want to go out there. And actually he, his, his mindset was to go to his room and hide and wear something else. But when he went Uh out, they loved it. They, it was an original and, you know, Other people were asking, you know, his sister to make them a Gordon Gartrell, you know, um, one of a kind piece. And so sometimes when God is taking us to a place and, you know, maybe you started as, you know, you thought you were going to do a business, but God turned it to a nonprofit. You thought that you were going to go to school for this, but God began to deal with you about majoring in something else. You thought you were going to, you know, be in this area of ministry, but then God places you here. And it's often, like, it's different. It's it's outside of our comfort zone, but sometimes it's so much better than we could have ever imagined if we, as you said, relax. God orders our steps. And even though you may not know where that next step is going, If you trust God, like you're saying, um, oftentimes I I picture life as puzzle pieces and Mm. you don't understand where this piece is going. And, you know, and it's probably why, you know, I admire people that do thousand piece puzzles. You know, I'm good if I can get a border, you know, because I see where those go. But then you get all of those other little intricate pieces, you know, but people that, you know, if you, if you see life as a puzzle and like what you went through in your childhood, it seems like it was an isolated incident What you, what you might have went through in your 20s. Looks like it was for nothing. What you mm-hmm. you know, your marriage, you know, looks like how can that fit? You know, God says I'm called to do this. But then my marriage is looking like that. But then God will begin to put those pieces together. And had I not gone through this, then I wouldn't be prepared for that had i not gone through this then i couldn't minister about that had not had my business not turned this way then i wouldn't be in a position to help others here you know maybe you started yes. as a as a for-profit business but god you know opened up a door for you to become a non-profit now during this covid season you're eligible for grants to keep your business afloat you know what i'm saying so yes. there is just different ways that even though we didn't know where we were going or we thought it was going a different way, if we learned to, like you said, to relax, you know, um, and even though that picture may look different for each one and it may look different than what you thought it was going to be, just trusting God, you know, relinquishing yeah. that control, relaxing, and, 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 and really letting God order your steps and having faith and confidence in him, you know, he created you, you know. He he has a great destiny for you, so he obviously knows how to get there.
3: <laughs> it's so. Have you? It's so true. And you mentioned something about the puzzle. Have you ever worked the puzzle? And I, just like you, I did them edges
0: first, you know, mm-hmm. because
3: that made you feel like you had a fighting chance. <laughs> right. And have you ever been putting, you know, and then you work along the inside of the edges, and you ever get a piece. And you think to yourself, this this got to be an error with the manufacturer. Yeah,
1: this doesn't belong in this
0: fold. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because looking at that piece, you can't even see any hint of any of the other puzzle pieces. And so you take that piece and you cast that piece off to the side. Mm-hmm. And you work out the rest of everything else. And lo and behold, when you get to the end, you're like, this puzzle is missing a piece. And you go back and you get that piece that you threw in the box. And there was no way for you to see that that piece was a part of this puzzle wow. until you went through the whole process. Wow. And when you get through with the process and you take that. And a lot, sometimes we had a puzzle. My dad loved puzzles. And we used to make them and then put glass on them and leave them on the desk uh-huh. for a while. Till we started a new
0: one.
3: Uh-huh. Um, and we had one one time and that was the way it was. We just worked and it was coming down. We work on it for days, you know, it was a family thing. But when we found, when it got to the end and that piece that was, it wasn't even shaped like the rest of the puzzle pieces, you know, and that piece just slid right in there and behold the beauty of it all. And I think that's where we are. I think a lot of times we're trying to throw away pieces because in our mind, they don't fit. Everything we go through is a so now you know. I love the the puzzle theory, the puzzle pieces. Mm. We just got to keep doing it. Yeah. It's all we can do.
1: Yeah, I think what you said is so important because sometimes we have painful experiences or we have disappointing experiences and we want to just cast those pieces off because we don't see how that can be of use. We don't see how, you know, God can get any glory out of that or we don't see how that matters or we just think it was, you know coincidence that happened to us or it was just tragic that it happened Mm -hmm. to us the abuse that you might have endured the bitter divorce or the you know the people trying to you know um accuse you or slander your name and you know you know what good could come out of that but you know as we trust God you know even when life gets difficult even when um life happens you know We will begin to, you know, as we trust him and he, you know, and what you said was so key about going through the process. And I say that over and over and over again, go through the process, see where the process takes you, you know, because, and and I always say that, you know, I'm a big proponent of therapy and a lot Mm -hmm. of times people will, you know, they'll stop going to therapy because it's painful you know it's hard you know and i always say yeah. pick your, pick your heart you know you know you being confused and broken is hard you know or you <laughs> working it out is hard so pick your heart right. <laughs> you know pick your heart and you know but at least when you and you know as you they they start to ease that bandaid off then you kind of want to ease back but keep going through the process keep you know follow where the process takes you because you will begin to as you said and i think that is just really beautiful you'll begin to reach back In that box and see oh I see where this puzzle fits now I'm not complete because I need this last piece of the puzzle or see where you know this puzzle was for because each of those pieces build off on each other
0: Mm. and you
1: know so don't cast Mm. away your confidence you know because you have great reward Recompense reward. Uh, recompense of reward and so as we Really learn to trust God. And, I, and like I said, during this COVID season, a lot of people are going through a lot of different things. Loss of employment, yes. financial stress, loss of loved ones, distance from loved ones. School looks different. Work looks different. We look different with all these masks on. Um, I'm telling you. <laughs> and so, um, but it's just so important to know as we are navigating through this season Just continue to trust God, even when we can't trace him. Because I just believe that there are blessings in store for us and just things that will manifest in our life that will happen um, if we really just take a hold of God's hand and just don't let go. You know, Um, just be like that little child that places their hand in their parents' hand and they're comforted because that parent is there. And so, you know, and just know that those pieces that you've placed away God has a use for each and every one of them. And no season in your life is for, for nothing, you know, uh, but it's all for use and it's all for purpose. And I guarantee you, God will place people in your path that need to know your story, that need to know what you've been through, you know? So thank you for, uh, joining me today. I thank you for, um, just sharing and being transparent and, um, you know, just talking about those seasons in your life and I appreciate you um, sharing with our audience today
3: Thank you so much for having me on today, I enjoyed being here and congratulations yeah. on your show
1: Thank you, thank you God bless you and we God will be you. right back, stay
2: tuned You're listening to The Relevant Radio Show Relevant Radio, Relevant show. Radio show with your host Natasha Herron Turn to your neighbor Tell him I have He's going to bring me up. Somebody open.
1: dig deeper into our topic today. Trust in God when you can't trace Him. Proverbs 3, 5-6 through 6 in the Amplified Bible says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him, and He will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. As humans, we want to know where we're going. We want to know how we're going to get there. We want to know when we're going to get there. We want to know what it looks like when we get there. God doesn't work that way all the time. We always don't have the roadmap or the GPS, but he asks that we trust in him. And I think if 2020 has taught us anything, it's taught us that the control that we thought that we had, we don't have over anything really and that we really have to trust and depend on God. And I really love this translation of the Scripture because it says that we trust in and rely confidently on the Lord. Our confidence is in God because we know that He is strong. We know that He is mighty. He is wise. He knows the way that He is taking us. So we can rely confidently on Him with all of our heart and not rely on our own insight or understanding because really, if we think about it, our insight is limited. Our understanding is finite. But if we believe in a God that knows all, is the creator of all things, he knows the way that he takes us. He knows how this situation is going to turn out before we even get there. So we can trust in him. In every one of our ways, in every situation, we want to know and acknowledge God in that situation ask him what does he want you to do pray and see you know and listen for that still small voice that gives you direction listen to that inner feeling that that gut that lets you know that you are on the right path or when you get that feeling or that notion that this is not the right decision for me listen to that because that's often God speaking to you sometimes it's not this um booming voice from the sky, but it's that still small voice. It's that uneasiness that lets us know that, no, this isn't the right relationship for you. This isn't the job for you. And if we listen to that, often he is keeping us from danger. He's keeping us from um, adversity if we would listen. And if we do that, the scripture says that he will make your path straight and smooth. He will remove obstacles that block your way because the truth of the matter, life will be thrown at you. But if you really trust and depend on God, even in those dark times where you can't trace him, where you're not sure which way he's going, where you thought it was going to turn this way, but really life is leading you down a different path, trust him through those things and understand that he knows I keep saying, he knows the way that he takes you. He knows what's going on. He knows how this year is going to end. You know, quite possibly, you know, you started a project, you started a business, you started a nonprofit, you started a ministry, you started uh, whatever project at the beginning of the year and you thought this was going to be your year. I heard so many ministers and pastors and people saying uh, the year 2020 We have vision, clear vision for the year. And sometimes you're thinking, well, why didn't anybody see all of this, this tragedy and calamity that was happening with all that 2020 vision? But even though we might not have seen it, guess who knew it was coming? God. It didn't catch him by surprise. COVID-19 didn't catch God off guard. The many deaths and tragedies and the, the financial um, unrest has not caught him off guard. So if we can trust him, even though we can't trace him, even though we can't put our finger on the map and see where how this is going to turn out, know that he has a great vision for your life. You were created for destiny. This is not the end of your story. But as you began to trust him, Life will begin to unfold for you in a new way, and you'll begin to see blessings that you wouldn't have encountered if you'd given up during the dark times. But be encouraged to know that you are not by yourself, but in those times where you can't trace the path that God is taking you, know that he has you. He's leading you by the hand, and he is not forsaking you. The scripture tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He knows the way that he takes you. Trust and rely on God confidently. And he will lead you in ways that you couldn't have even imagined. And what God has in store for your life is often better. Or sometimes it's different than we could have even imagined. What you thought was going to happen, God has a different plan in store. And sometimes it's so much greater than we could have even imagined. But know that even when you can't trace God, continue to trust Him, and He will direct your path. Trust God even when you can't trace Him. Ooh, the radio yeah. us us get relevant. Let's
2: get relevant. Let's get relevant
1: the relevant spotlight and we're back and it's time for the relevant spotlight and we are spotlighting nicole gordon she's an entrepreneur in the st louis metropolitan area and we're going to talk to her about her business navigating through this COVID 19 season and trusting god when we can't trace him as it relates to being an entrepreneur how you doing nicole i'm fine how are you I'm great. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to tell you that I am so proud of you. Oh, thank you.
4: Thank con- you. Congratulations to you too
1: Thank on you. your radio show. <laughs> thank you so much. I am constantly inspired by you and all that you do in business and education. So, um, just so that you know that, thank you for joining us and accepting my invitation to be on the show today. You're most welcome. And you, um, asked me the first time when you said
4: you wanted me to say something about entrepreneurship. Uh You, um, when you came to me, you said, I've already asked your leader. And she said, yes. And that was really, really big to me. Wow. And you, you remind me of, um, who, who God talks about in the book of Acts when he talks about Tabitha and he's saying in one and eight, be my witness. And that's what you do. So, so, while you're on your journey, if I can kind of just stop and get you some water while you're on the way, I will. It's new oh, for me,
1: wow. but I
4: I, I, I don't want to go with you. But I'm great to stop and be a drink of water for you along the way.
1: Wow! I uh, th- uh, thank you. That really blesses me. I appreciate that. So, tell our audience <laughs> a little bit about you and your business and uh, what you do. I, I never know
4: how to answer this question. So I will say that I um, have been an entrepreneur since 1996 was my first business. 2003 was my first store. And when I uh, started, when I knew I was an entrepreneur, I had no experience in business, never even wanted to do that. I thought that when I graduated high school, I was supposed to be an attorney by the time I was 24. And that's kind of the life that I started living with schooling and working in corporate America and public relations, and then got called. So ninety six started the first business. Two thousand three, the first retail store, and my current business is called A Revealed Experience. Um, I I used to say an event planner, but I think that I am a wedding specialist. So the things that I offer through the business is that what, what we're operating in, according to my marketing team now, it's called the triple C. That's the cake, the ceremony, which I decorate and or officiate for, and then the cadence. So I kind of walk you from the cake, planning the wedding, decorating for the wedding, and all the way to the first dance.
1: Okay, so you are a one-stop shop, huh? Yeah. Well. <laughs> so. <laughs> So tell me, how has COVID-19 and the subsequent restrictions affected your industry and how have you shifted your business model to remain viable? The
4: When we started planning weddings, because I think that what a lot of the general public does not understand is that wedding business is very seasonal for people who work in the business. So the, the time for us, working time for us is um about february to april that's the busy season for us because women get proposed to it never fails christmas new year's eve valentine's day Mm -hmm. that's the big proposal day and wedding shopping day is income tax day
0: oh okay
4: so all of the income tax season even though when you see people in the industry, you don't see us out much. You don't see us working much. All of the planning, all of the payments, all of the ordering, all the preparing for the spring and summer weddings happens during the winter season. And in 2019, we had people almost almost stop planning weddings because 2020 was coming and everybody was ready for the 2020 vision. hmm so we get ready for the 2020 vision. Business slows down for us um, in, in 2019. And then um, that man, he he put some tariffs on, on people in China. And there is no wedding dress that you can get in this country that didn't come from China, no matter what they tell you. Okay. That's where it comes from. That's where our designers come from. So now the gowns that we have on order that the people have been paying on for a year, they can't get them to us. And there's nothing we can do as government. And so we got our, our vendors in China calling, and texting, and emailing all times of the night because they have to get paid. We have to get paid. And we're at a standstill.
1: So, so it's. I'm sorry. So I was ahead. listening to what you were saying. So um, talking about the commander in treat chief, number yeah. 45, I guess yeah. it is. Um, so the tariffs that he enacted so it sounds like there was already some things in motion to um slow down your industry before COVID hit already Mm -hmm. we were already sinking uh my
4: particular gown vendor she makes gowns for me in China so I design I send the gowns to her the designs to her she makes them and sends them back so and we have nobody's buying one gown You know, if you're a retailer, you got about 10 or 12 pounds a year. So we kind of wait until we get a good enough order to send it to our suppliers and then get it in. so that whole year that we're planning with the bride, we're planning for about 10 other brides as well. So it didn't slow this money for us. It's slow money for other countries, too.
1: Right, so and dom- so, domino effects.
4: Yes, and then getting brides to understand that there is nothing we can do. You can go to another vendor. You can find another wedding shop. Nobody, we can't move across the country. And so I'm in a network with like uh, a thousand other bridal shop owners across the country. And so we kind of just trade dresses back and forth, trying to make sure we have enough inventory, just trying to support each other mm-hmm. how we could. And so we're fighting through that. And you know, all this equality and marriage wins and recession, everything we were already fighting through, and then our big 2020 season comes that we've been waiting on for a year. We still don't know if we can get dresses in, and now everybody's laid off. Right. Not only is everybody laid off, every church, every hotel, every event facility, every caterer, <laughs> every driver is saying, No, we if they can open, they don't want to. Right. So we had, you know, all the 2020 kind of just, all this whole 2020 vision that we've been waiting on, is just gone.
1: So as an event planner, um, a bridal shop consultant, um, a caterer, not caterer, but a uh, cake decorator, baker. I'm a, I, I like cake, Chris. Cake, triss Okay. Yes. Okay. So people are not having events like they were no. last, you know, all this year, they're not gathering. They don't need um, events decorated. If they do have a wedding, they're not able to have it in on a large-scale fashion with crowds. So our topic today is trusting God when you can't trace him. Starting a business is a faith walk at any time. But how has that phrase manifested for you as a business owner, especially during 2020?
4: Probably toward the end of 19 when we first started having this trouble. um, God, I was praying and God said, I'm sending kings with rings in 2020. And if you notice, I was posting that everywhere. And other people Mm -hmm. started picking it up too. God said he was sending kings with rings. And so that's all I had. And like, I don't know what we're going to do. But God said he was sending kings with rings. And so part of what I've done which is what I, kind of nothing different, but I, I kind of stay in school, studying, learning from people, workshops, trying to, making sure I'm better, and if you just think about the first weddings uh, were at your mama's house in the living room, mm-hmm. or at the pastor's office at mm-hmm. church, they, and, and in just a black dress, nobody was wearing, I don't know, that, that's around the Early 1900s that we decided that we should wear white. You know, that's that's a whole another issue with whole, with brainwashing. But we wore a black wedding dress. This a black dress, um, after five dress because black was um, stability and it was uh, it symbolized high class and it symbolized strength. So that's where brides got married at home. So one of the things that uh, I started advertising for 2020 was wedding at home. Right, it's cheaper. I can do the same thing at your house in your backyard It's going to be prettier for one, but two, uh, when you think about all the symbolism of a wedding, you want to tie the knot at a place to say, mm-hmm. so, um, that's kind of the first thing that, that I knew that I had to do. God said, kings with rings are coming. And so if they were coming and my job is to be of service to them, then we just got to figure out how to serve them at the house at the pastor's office in the backyard,
1: And I think that's interesting that, and I saw, I began to see you posting that virtual weddings, small intimate weddings. And so I think that's key that when you are trusting God, when you can't trace him, and I heard you say, first of all, listening to the voice of God, what he's telling you, how he's directing you, even if it doesn't really make sense, or if you can't really picture it, you know, but just following that, being obedient, he'll begin to unfold that plan and then being able to pivot and being able to be flexible. You know, sometimes when God has taken us to an unfamiliar place, we kind of want to have a tug of war, you know, but I hear you saying that you were open to new ideas. And, and even it's not even like you say new, just kind of going back to the yeah. familiar.
4: Yeah. 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 Going back to going back to how he when we talk about. uh the things that we do at weddings, jumping the broom, lighting the unity candle, inviting people, slicing the cake, first dance, all of those things have significance. And if we're not careful, then we start skipping over stuff and changing stuff and because we don't understand history, right? Mm-hmm. We don't understand that that whole jumping the broom thing that when we go back to tracing weddings and our ethnicity, that was the... Mothers, really, the elders in the community, the elder women in the community, used to have brooms, and they used to come and sweep the burial grounds because they sweep the evil spirits away before they, you know, they get the 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 marriage grounds prepared before the bride and groom come. Mm-hmm. So we get to the United States four hundred years later, and we think jumping a broom is just cute. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
4: and so we started leaving stuff out and adding stuff and changing things that don't necessarily have a place in the wedding. But if you got to just get back to the basics, that God put him to sleep and created you, and then when when you woke him up, you became his wife. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Adam and Eve didn't have nothing. Yeah. They didn't have a dress. They didn't have a cake. Mm-hmm. They was naked. Neck-
1: 500 guests, they didn't have all
4: of it. (laughs) They didn't have all of that. And if I, as a business owner, am focused on what God promised, I still win. Yeah. Right? I still can do the wedding. I still can teach it. If they want the cake, I can make the cake for them um, if they want it. But I'm still there if they just say, all I got is a black dress,
1: and you come on, and I can And I think that that kind of um, forces us to get back to, as you're talking about the significance of different traditions, Mm -hmm. it it forces us to focus on that and the meaning of what we're doing um, for the event or for the wedding, because I know. Um, I've coordinated a few weddings um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you tend to just rush through and those significant events become just picture ops Mm -hmm. um, rather than you really soaking in the actual, you know, significance of what is going on. So when we trust God, you know, he will kind of just get us back to basics, you know, And, and I hear people saying that as far as with the shutdown and working from home and kids being at home, that it's it's kind of force more family time. And so getting back to those basics of what God wants us to, you know, where he wants us to be and focus on what's really important. Right. Yeah. So, and I know that this, you know, naturally, so even though we're trusting God, sometimes it can be um, discouraging. It can be challenging um, to be a business owner during these times. What's kept you motivated or encouraged as it relates to your business during this time?
4: Well, I don't know if you remember me telling you that I, I used to be the girl that got up and quit every morning. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. and I've done that. I'm going to tell you, when I started this theology class that I took, that I'm taking now, I had to, um, and I, all of this timing was just God's timing. Um, it was snowing. So the professor was just giving us our assignments and rushing us out of the door so we could get home before the storm came. And so she looked at me and she said, You got chapter eight. And so, Uh, and I was supposed to go read the chapter and come back and do a presentation on it the following week. And when I, when I first looked, I just glanced at the title and it said, the woman of purple. And so I started laughing because I thought, you know, (laughs) she chose this for me because of this purple hair. Mm -hmm. And, um, but when I started to read the chapter and study about Lydia and I, I heard, I read, um, them talking about what marketplace ministry really is mm-hmm. and how how God had to use Lydia who was not saved at the time, but she had influenced the people because business owners were the first disciples, right? They had mm-hmm. they had churches and they had church service in their house because they had substantial houses. They already had trust the people who wouldn't necessarily come through a traditional meeting. And so God used those people. Minister to people who wouldn't necessarily come into church. Mm-hmm. And I think when I studied Lydia, I kind of okay. So after twenty years, I told you I've been in business since nineteen ninety six, and this is in twenty nineteen. That mm-hmm. it finally clicks with me that God says they might not come to church, so you might not necessarily be able to tell them that these people sweeping evil spirits away with the bomb, right? You might not be able to tell them that you know. This, this unity candle thing is not from our culture. You may not be able to say all of those things to them or that love don't really be if you don't do it right or that it takes a man and a woman. You may not necessarily be able to say that if you want to be in business. If you just live right and do what I told you to do and you have influence over them and then they're going to, if you set the standard, they have to come to it. Mm. Um. So I will say, staying at school, I thought I went to that class for, my business, but it was personal development for me. And if nothing else, I got out of that whole course. I needed to understand because people in the church had always looked at me and said, I see marketplace ministry on you. And nobody ever explained to me what marketplace ministry was. I thought it was just save people who had businesses. Mm. I never understood that it was what I just said about you, that I need you to be my witness, right? Mm. I need you to speak to people. I need you to open your mouth. And I just don't want to be that girl in the end, I don't want to go to God, stand before God and say, God, I buried my talents. Mm-hmm. I didn't write when you told me to write. And I didn't open the door and let people in when you told me to. And then I, I didn't make the cake because they didn't pay me enough money. I never, I have learned since I've been stuck in the house,
0: mm-hmm. that
4: that's not what I want my conversation to God, with God to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the, you know, that's, that's gotta be to keep me going because one day I gotta go stand face to, I could talk to him all day every day, but one day I gotta stand face to face and I want to be saying, I I didn't bury my talents, God, what you told me to do, I did. Yeah.
1: So you realize that you're accountable to more than just your um, clients and customers, but you are accountable to a much higher authority. Mm-hmm. My yes to him. Is much greater than my yes to them. That's good. That's good.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, that, that's really great. And, uh, and I think that, you know, as you were talking, to really understand that marketplace ministry and the impact that you have on people, and, um, especially during a time like that where they are anxious, they're planning, and being able to have someone with integrity to guide them through the process. And as you said many times, and as a business owner, um, as business owners, you know, that may be listening or people that are in whatever secular profession, um, it's just so important to, to remember that people will remember the impact that you have on their life. They yep. will remember how you treated them, how you dealt with a, um, a bad transaction.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they will remember those types of things. And so it's so important. And at the top of um, the segment, Nicole talked about how um, I came to her and asked her to participate in a service um, that we were sponsoring at our church. And we I needed someone to talk about. Exactly. Marketplace ministry, you know, a, a woman um, being a Christian woman in the business, in the workplace. And so I came to her and I'd already spoken to, like she said, her leader um, to ask. And sometimes so many times, you know, you people will look at you and they will see, you know, you, you don't even know what they see in you, you know. And yeah. but I, I always admire um, her steadfastness and her um, creativity. First of all, but I think it takes a lot to be consistent in business to not give up, you know, to move to from a location to doing something different to, you know, venturing out to a a space and then knowing when it's time to pull back and do something different. And so um, and along all along the line, trusting God. Yeah. Trusting God to order your steps. So, thank you, Nicole, for sharing with us. And if you are a person that has launched out in business, and actually, I gave the example earlier, um, perhaps you made plans and invested money, started your business in January, February, in this year of you know 2020 vision, and then only to have uh, COVID nineteen to come, you know, in in March. And things have slowed down for you, and you're wondering what God's plan is and what's going on. I just admonish you to continue to trust God, even though afraid. Yep, go afraid. Exactly. Keep moving. Learn how to pivot. Listen to the voice of God. As she was speaking, you know, sometimes you have to switch it up. You know, from what you normally do. And and I'm I'm, many times we end up learning new skills, a new skill set we end up um, making connections that perhaps we hadn't made before.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing with us uh, today and we will have information on how to contact Nicole and her businesses on Relevant, the radio show on our page, on our Facebook page. Thank you so much for joining us and we will be right 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 back. Uh,
2: Say everything's gonna be all. all right. That's your part right there. Hey, say everything's Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah. Say every, all right. Ah, right. uh-huh, yeah. You know some people will never change their mind. Everything's every, gonna be alright. Yeah. But either way, we're gonna be just fine. Everything's everything. gonna be alright. Mm. Even when you're trying to bring me down. everything gonna be all right. Yeah. I said I'm still here to me, adjust my crown. Everything, oh my, gonna be yeah. All right. It will be alright. Alright, yeah, alright, oh, oh, oh it will be alright, yeah, alright, yeah, alright, alright, yeah. Right, right. yeah. I said two steps forward, but ten steps back with everything, yeah. They're killing us dead like our lives don't matter. Everything's gonna be alright. Yeah. I can hear you loud and clear. Everything's gonna be alright. Yeah. And it feels like you don't want me here ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It will be all alright. All right. All right. Yeah. See the everything we everything I am going with everything yeah we will be I am everything yeah, yeah 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 everything yeah we will be hard. I am everything's going I see the everything yeah I am everything yeah I see the everything we everything I everything's going to be on I see the everything and everything I see the everything will be I am Everything's Ooh, gonna be alright. I say to everything. We'll yeah. be, be I the everything yeah we'll be, yeah I we'll yeah. everything I everything, everything, yeah,
0: everything,
2: everything, everything, everything. Everything, everything, yeah. Everything, yeah. Everything, yeah. Come down. Everything. 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 Say so everything. everything. I don't care what it looks like. Everything. You gotta believe that in everything. Yeah, It doesn't matter what it feels like
1: so glad that you joined us today, and I hope that our topic, trusting God even when we can't trace Him, has reminded you that you're not alone in those dark places and that He is always there to guide us. My thankful thoughts for today? I'm thankful that I serve a God that is always there, one whom I can trust even when I'm uncertain about life. I am learning to trust Him even when I can't trace Him. I'm thankful for his patient love towards me as I learn to lean and depend on him. When a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away your ticket and jump off. You sit still and trust the engineer. Trust God today, no matter how dark your situation I'm reminding you to trust God even when you can't trace Him. Thanks for joining us today. Have an awesome week. Be real, be relevant, and walk in the light.